0: back to the more common podcast where we anchor humanity in compassionate conversation this is producer Ruff here back again at the end of a season to mark an incredible journey all these episodes all this time all these amazing conversations now with that being said this entire season has been all about discovery we've learned about ourselves we've learned about our guests and hopefully you've learned about yourself as well too Moving forward, I will say this, I definitely find myself at times relaying so much more with the guest as than the average person because I'm always looking for intelligence, I'm always looking for knowledge, I'm always looking to gain something from each one of these conversations. And that's why we always like to hear from you. So don't hesitate to contact us, to reach out, communicate with us, and just just hang out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We have a bunch of content on YouTube for you guys as well too. Um we're working on a Snapchat. With that being said, this entire season, the culmination of it has been a whirlwind of events. We've had therapists on, we've had attorneys on, we've had actors, we've had creators, we've had artists. But I like to put everything in a nice neat bow to sum up the entire season. And putting that together and letting everybody know what we've done is an honor and honestly i am very excited to let you guys hear what we've put together essentially so we've got a couple of rapid fire questions this 10 questions that we usually ask our guests at the start of every episode just to get them comfortable kind of like a baseline test and since this season is all about discovery um we've worked on a couple things which by the way
1: so before we get into this episode I got to tell you a little bit of something that Rodney got me into about seven months ago. One of those things, like he talks about these things all the time, and I hardly ever try them. But this one Super in particular, cool. Audible, Audible for audiobook listening. Like I tell you, I love reading books. I don't have a lot of time. I got two kids, two jobs. I got uh, you know a relationship that I try to invest in, but I really like to read books. And there's a lot of information out there that helps us learn for our for our business, learn for podcasting, learn for all of the things are just pleasure in reading. And it gives me that space to to listen. So Rodney, thank you for for putting me onto them because I'm excited to put other people onto it too.
2: Yo, man. Glad I could help. I love it. I've been doing it for years. I highly recommend it.
1: And I know you do it for, for driving and Yeah, I do it for downtime. driving in
2: LA. And and honestly, you know, you get to get one book for free. You can you can send a book to a friend for free. You can return any book if you don't like it. I mean, that's lovely. And, uh, you know, they got a a trial period going on. You get a free free membership to start. So we're going to put a link on our website. Go check it out. Uh, It's an affiliate link. We do get a little bit on the back end. So you're supporting us. We really appreciate it. Put our website, moreincommonpod.com. Check it out. Check it out.
0: We're just going to jump
2: right into it. Number one, justice.
3: Social number
1: <laughs>
0: This first word
3: that
1: comes into my head. No. Well, th- no, that's right. No, you <laughs> you've got the game, but the next question, the next number one two, is social justice. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I like it. This is good. See, this is a game. This is, this is, this is the fun. game I like it's fun <laughs>
2: justice
4: yeah social justice Mm -hmm. I went last week to I was a chaperone for my kids my daughter's fifth grade class and um, we went to the Broad Museum downtown and we were looking at some Barbara Kruger which granted was pretty advanced for a bunch of fifth graders, fifth graders. <laughs> it was i was a it was a, it was a it was for the ninth grade track and for some reason the fifth graders got to see it but there was this beautiful piece from the 80s that she did that is like huge down there and it says your body is a battleground and it's a woman's face like in black and white and it's clearly like a glam photo from like a fashion magazine mm-hmm. and one half is like you know, it's divided in half. It's like this one half from like a magazine, like from an advertisement from like a 50s magazine, like mm-hmm. perfect face, like perfect makeup. And then the other half is like an X-ray image of it. Mm-hmm. And then in the red in that beautiful font, it says your body is a battleground. <clears throat> and you know, it's clearly about reproductive um, rights. Issues, rights, yeah. Rights. And just to hear these fifth graders talk about not knowing exactly what it was about, but to hear them try to explain what it was was pretty, also pretty deep um, from their perspective. And then just to stand ab- above it as a 46-year-old woman and think about how clearly it's still so, unfortunately, fucking relevant today, just that statement, mm-hmm. your body is a battleground, that the body, your own body is political. Everybody's mm-hmm. own body is political. Yeah. It's such a... Um, such a deep mm-hmm. statement. who was it, who is it? Barbara funny? Kruger, K-R-U-G-E-R. She's also the one, this is also interesting. She's that font is also been kind of is the people think of it now as the sub when they think of Supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hers first. Yeah. It's that red with that white. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, supreme. Yeah. But it's if you hers. saw hers, you recognize it, yeah.
4: And she kind of let them have it really? and it's this woman's work and then Supreme kind of like took okay. it mm-hmm. they sued somebody else for using it and then she finally raised her hand and was like oh fuck no <laughs> but wait a minute <laughs> you're not going to sue somebody else yeah. and then she lost uh-huh. so interesting anyway she's a, incredible and she's an LA artist and she's, she's, she's done some remarkable work but Barbara Kruger. Should not ever be forgotten.
2: If you were a tree, what tree would you be? Redwood. Super quick. Is that because you're up in the Bay Area or why?
1: Yeah, um, that's, well, close. Uh, my family, we used to go to uh, reggae festivals together, and we would stay in Hendy Woods, uh, which is this regional park they have up there, and there was a lot of redwood trees. And for us, that was um, just like a majestic experience in part of California um, that... It's just big for me and big for my immediate family. Do you have any tips for navigating difficult conversations?
2: Honesty is key. Honesty and not holding back. And listening. That's very important. And not interrupting You mentioned the chefing, you brought up chefing and earlier <clears throat> earlier you said uh, before we started this interview, you said some stuff about uh, eating with people. So I wanted, I'm i just curious, what does mm. breaking bread with people mean to you?
3: Oh my god. So when I went to Peru, I went to, I went to live in Peru, and I didn't speak almost any Spanish. I just spoke a tiny little bit. And I lived in Callao, which is just outside of Lima. Um, it's their fishing port. So, and I worked in a couple restaurants there in Miraflores, which is like Miami for them. Um, beautiful fucking country. Their, prod, their produce there is mind-bogglingly beautiful, like mind-bogglingly beautiful. Pineapples are the size of watermelons, and they cost about 10 cents American. Um, and they're delicious, super delicious pineapples. So what it sort of did, like when you say breaking bread with them, is I was hired as a sous chef in a restaurant where I couldn't even speak any of the language to anyone. So I, couldn't, I could not tell them what I needed them to do, but I could show them. And because cooking is a very, cooking is domination, eating is submission. So when you're cooking, when you're making a dish, you dominate the plate, your knife, your cutting board, uh, the sauce that you're making. Everything is, everything has to be symbiotic. Everything has to be well controlled. Um, this is, just becomes your world. But other people who understand that world can look at that and totally get what you're doing and be, part, because they're part of that world. We can't speak the same language and it's not like we're going to be able to have a conversation but this, this we speak, this we understand. And I know there's like restrictions in religion. Um, obviously, if you're Orthodox, you don't eat pork. If you're Hindu, you don't eat beef. Um, and there's all kinds of other variations. And that's fine. Choice is a choice. But we can get down on some really badass vegetables. And there's no question about that. Vegetables are f- phenomenal. And everyone all over the world eats them. Um, So to me, that's always like this is the best way to get to know someone is people think it's over a pint. I think it's over food, especially like as a chef. When you ever you get the the greatest compliment in the planet is when someone says to you, wow, this reminds me just of my and then fill in the blank. Reminds me of my mother's soup or my grandmother used to make this or like this is my grandfather's favorite thing or oh, my God, we used to make this when I was a kid. When you invoke that sort of emotion out of someone, like that's a very visceral feeling. Like you take them, you turn them back into a little five year old sitting at the table, with their legs hanging off the chair, like eating something. Like, wow, this is so comforting. That's the most amazing thing because it's not, that's a, a hardcore memory that triggers an emotion of instant happiness. And that's one of the best, best compliments you could be given as a chef. And I think it's very true with all of us.
1: It's, um, you said it when, right before, um uh the idea um, of what cooking does for you is it's a great way to connect because we can agree on one thing then and it's funny because it's come up in quite a handful of our podcasts just the idea of breaking bread right and it's a fascinating thing um since that Thanksgiving dinner is often used as the analogy. Well, we're not going to talk about this. It's Thanksgiving dinner. When in American culture, especially, right? When it really is an opportunity to sit down and say, we all love this meal. We all love each other. Let's talk, right? About whatever it may be. And really changing that paradigm culturally to say, hey, we're here for a meal, not to get wasted and talk about this stuff because you know that's really going to go well um but to talk over a meal and i love the way you break it down i love the way you break it down with a passion that it's like yeah i need to i need to eat more with people like that's how i feel right now i need to go have dinner with somebody that that i don't agree with and and enjoy that you know it's uh it's it's i love the passion that you have and and i think it's great i think it's a great perspective I think what keeps me going primarily is is, is knowing um, that what I study which is listening um, has so many beneficial consequences or outcomes um, from helping to mitigate loneliness uh, and the associated chronic illnesses like depression um, it also keeps me going that I'm not very good at it <laughs> oftentimes uh, and so I want to um you know look inward first and be a better husband be a better parent um so knowing that i can always get better and i can use the advice that i'm often um, giving others i think that keeps me going Um, but really just being a better person in general
2: What's your favorite thing to tell or ask a young person?
3: Um, Mine is always, you know, if you forgot about what other people think about you, you know, if you're not worried about other people judging you, what would you really want to do? Like, what are you really passionate about, regardless of other people's opinion? Yeah, mine's pretty similar. It'd be like, what's your vision for your life? Like, where do you what do you want your ideal life to be like?
2: Sorry, I'm just writing this down. hmm Column notes are harder. Uh, no, this is good. Mm. What's your favorite thing to tell or ask a young person? Tell them... Um, that they can do almost anything. But I I try to have them be reasonable. I'm like, you can do more than what you see, more than what you know. know, Kids from my neighborhood ask me, like, you a lawyer? I'm like, yes. How how are you a lawyer? Can you read? Can you write? Can you apply reasoning? You can be a lawyer. Hmm. But just trying to simplify things and make them understand you can do Almost anything you want to do if you remove the distractions and the obstacles. That's kind of what more or less gets in anyone's way. I'm just taking notes. What are you interested in right now?
4: Oh, man. What am I not interested in? Um, (laughs) I'm really interested in kind of my job, anxiety, personal growth. I'm really diving into like the holistic approach to mental health meds and the whole how like your gut health and what you eat is impacting depression and anxiety. I'm kind of nerding out on that a little bit right now.
0: So once again, thank you guys so much for listening to us this entire season, two. It's been our pleasure to bring you this content and to talk about discovery. Matter of fact, Discovery. Yeah, I figured I'd add that in there since it was pretty cool, first time. With, I just wanna let you guys know that putting these conversations together and I might pause like I'm talking, it's my best Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> I will say this, that the conversations coming up are going to be insightful, life-changing, and um, we're going to do our best to make sure that you guys take whatever you can from it. So thank you so much. Also, big, 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 huge thank you to all the essential workers out there, from the medical workers to the grocery shops. Thank you so much. This has been a hard time for everybody, but we know we can count on you guys. This is Producer Ruff. And we'll see you guys in season three. Peace.